Alrighty. And we're live. What's going on, folks? It's your host, Mario Caballero, a.k.a. Puro Caballero, a.k.a. The Mestizo Michelangelo, a.k.a. C.D. Gonzalez, a.k.a. Slow Toke Rodriguez, a.k.a. Schoolboy Foo. That's my new one that I've been using on stage. Uh, what's going on, folks? This is the Puro Caballero Show, episode number 95. It's been a minute since I touched back in with you guys. been a few weeks, but uh, had to do it this, this week. Uh, I'm glad to be able to get this episode in and give you a little recap on what's been going on in my life the last few weeks. Uh, a lot of excitement, got a lot of fun shit planned, and we'll kind of get into it as we get on on this episode. But uh, but yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we are here live on Twitch right now, uh, at Puro Caballero, and this will be up on YouTube. As always, uh, follow me on Instagram, same handle, at Puro Caballero. And um, yeah, that's where I post most of my stuff. You can follow the Instagram page on there as well. Um, I'm planning to get some more guests on here in the next few weeks. Uh, however, I am leaving town tomorrow night. So I'm going back up to uh, Northern California for about five days. And then I got uh, a high summer music festival that's coming up. And next weekend, so that shit's gonna be fun. I got a lot of shit on and popping, on and going. Uh, let's see here. I do have some notes here. Uh, yeah, man, we get back to normal as much as we can. Considering that we got this whole Delta coronavirus variant happening, people getting sick again, and people vaccinated getting sick again. So like, that shit kind of sucks. But uh, here in Cal, in uh, LA County, the numbers were going up for people getting. Um, infected but um you know they had lifted a lot of restrictions and regulations about a month ago but now they just reinstated indoor masks for public places so uh i get it even if you're vaccinated because prior they're like if you got the vaccine you should be good to do whatever you want to but now they kind of beefing again and now people are upset that they got to put masks on once more when they go to like a grocery store I be, the one thing that pisses me off is when I'm at the gym because I'd be like waterboarding myself because I sweat so much and it'd be freaking... Yeah, I talked about this. Yeah, it'd be getting, it'd be, it's, it's wet. I breathe in. The wetness feels like I'm drowning. So, like, that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Um, so, before that happened, though... Uh, well, I guess this didn't happen in LA County. There's just been a lot of issue with live events happening. Uh, I did get to go to... The day trip festival, um, it was moved two different times after they had announced it was going to be near like a beachside venue. I think initially they said San Pedro, uh, right by uh, the beach right there. The little, uh, I don't know, walkway. Or, I don't know. It's hard to say, hard to describe. But uh, yeah, so it was going to be in that venue. So the temperature was supposed to be nice and moderate, maybe like... 73 75 degrees you know nice and cool and so they had issues with number one getting um i think the place locked down and they had issues getting um enough security and help to kind of put on the event uh from 
I guess, local sources, I guess. I don't know if they had enough police force or whatever it was that they, they needed. So they moved it from there. It was supposed to be also, uh, outside SoFi Stadium in, like, the grounds of the building. But then they had issues getting permits from L.A. County having such a live, large live event, um, even if it was outdoors. So they ended up having to move it all the way to a NAS center, all the way out in San Bernardino. I'm like, fuck, I got to drive all the way out there. That, that shit kind of sucked. So it went from, like, 73 degrees to, like, 83 degrees to, like, 97. <laughs> like, it was a hot weekend. I'm not going to lie. But it was fucking fun, man. I got to see a lot of cool acts. Um, who's the top of the list? I mean, Chami was fun as hell. I love seeing Noizu. Uh, Dombreski was awesome. The back-to-backs we saw were awesome. AC Slater did a good job first night. Oh, man. I missed a good amount of acts, but I had a good time, man. I was doing... Uh, I was on some ecstasy the first night, and the next night I ended up being on mushrooms. So the mushrooms were, uh, I, I I don't know, maybe I was expecting a little more than they were. I didn't really get too many visuals or any. But I felt good. I felt nice. They didn't really floor me. I guess I was pacing myself with that, but it was cool. I had a good time. Um, there was a lot of people on this line. Let me see. Who am I missing? Oh, Sophie Tucker. They had a, they had a fun-ass uh, set. Let's see, what was the lineup? My phone, I'm using it as a camera, so I can't freaking bring that shit up. All right. This shit was fun. Uh, side piece. Gotta see side piece two different times. Made it a full piece. Um, <laughs> stupid. I'm an idiot. Saw a little bit of Diplo. That's when I kind of hit me, man. I felt like an old man sometimes at this, uh, <laughs> at this goddamn festival, man. I'm like the only dude who shows up and had a massage gun hitting my freaking hammies and my quads are before i walk in there <laughs> get my calf muscles all nice and stretched out I had to take a stretch break during diplo set <laughs> stretching my hips out stretching my back out uh yeah not not quite the shape that i wanted to be by this point but hey we, we're doing it um i have been losing a little bit of weight though so that's been slowly coming down but uh maybe around 20 ish ish pounds down from where I was at the beginning of the year. Man, the pants were not fitting me very well, so they're fitting me a little better now. Still got a few more pounds to go to be where I'm at, where I was, like, before the pandemic. But I'll get there. It's 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 in progress. It's in progress. We're doing it. Doing it, moving. Oh, Wax. Wax motif. Fucking amazing. <laughs> wax was so sick. And back-to-back with Chami. And then the other back-to-back was Dombreski and Noizu. On day two, and that shit was fucking fun. They had a fun ass time, man. That shit was really cool. Um, so yeah, that was day trip LA Fest. That's what's kind of been going on. Um, my next festival I'm gonna be going to is gonna be Hard Summer. That's gonna be fucking cool. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for that shit. Another two day. It's another one at the NAS Event Center. So it's gonna be hotter than a steam out there man it's gonna be crazy let's see hard summer lineup all right have they released the day the time set times i don't think they have um fucking awesome i've talked about this before it's crazy they they released like the different stages let's see but they haven't released 
the set times yet. Let's see, where's the Instagram page? Here we go. Boop, 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 boop. We have a, damn, how many? Five stages? Hard stage, harder stage, the purple stage, the green stage, and the tent, the pink tent? Fuck. All right, hard stage. They got future. Oh, they, they have them by days, too. All right. R.L. Grime and Bauer back to back. Oh, Jaws. Shout out to Jaws. Uh, the other day they got DJ Snake and Mala back to back. Dylan Francis, Two Change, Joy, Joyride. I'm trying to see Joyride. Joyride will be fun as fuck. There are going to be so many conflicts. It's going to be annoying. Uh, Harder Stage has like E. Collie, very sick. Kid, sick. Rez, very cool. Wax, born dirty. Born dirty. Day two, we got Kazo Slushy, Hulking. Ooh. Wait, Hulking is uh, Valentino and Forby back to back. Ooh, that'll be a sick one. Dombreski, say my name. So I already seen Dombreski twice now, so I'm, I don't know if I'm going to see him again. We'll see. Oh, man, Purple Stage, they got Kate Trinata. You're going to make me, dude, this better not be like a fucking a wax motif future Kate Trinata like conflict because I'm going to be mad. I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, still. Whatever. Don Tolliver, A-Track. Oh, man, I want to see A-Track. I want to see Carmack. Dude, I got tickets to see Carmack again, too, at uh, Academy. So that's on my on my uh, my list. Dude, I'm, I'm going to see Hot Sis 82 when I go up to San Francisco <laughs> tomorrow night. So shout out, to, shout out to him. Very sick. A lot of people. A lot of people on the fucking list. Jesus Christ. Austin Mills, Elohim, Ian Dior. Yo, man. Shit. It's, it's, I'm going to... I'm gonna have a good time, but I'm gonna be. I've, it's weird. I got FOMO for shit that I actually went to. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, why didn't I see this person? Why didn't I go over here? Why did I do this? Shit. Do I see Noisy a third time? Mm. Ah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I got options. I got decisions. We got decisions. We got decisions. Uh... All right. So yeah, hard summer is on and popping. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I got some concerts lined up, as I mentioned. So I'm gonna be busy. I'm gonna be entertained. I'm gonna be dancing my ass off, having a good time. But yeah, I mentioned I'm gonna be in San Francisco, Austin City too, going to that show at uh, 1015 Folsom. Have never been to that venue, so I'm excited. Gonna beat up with my boy Frank and his own Gray J. So shout out to y'all. Um I'm down to have a fun-ass time tomorrow. That, that's going to be a good one. I think we're going to maybe hit the after hours, too. So, like, if you're up in the Bay, let me know, man. Let me know. Let me know. The cool thing about this trip, though, is I got some shows planned in and around the Bay Area. First one I'm really hyped for. This one's actually in the 209. It's going to be in Lathrop, uh, about 20, 30 minutes south of Stockton, my, uh, my hometown where I grew up. So... I invited like a lot of my family members to this and some friends. So, yeah, if you're in the area, if you're in the 209, if you're hearing this, come the fuck on out. All right. It's going to be a fun ass time. We're going to have a good one. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. Apparently, it's going to be at a big venue with like 200 people or so. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how many of those are going to be my family members. <laughs> tend to roll deep. Tickets are $25 at the door, just to give you guys a heads up. And uh, Mike uh, Mikey Winfield is going to be the headliner. 
So I'm excited. I've never seen him live before. So I'm going to be a fan for a good portion of it. But I also get to be on the other side of things. So very exciting news. This has the potential to be the biggest crowd that I've ever performed in front of. And it's the first time I get to perform in my home turf in the Central Valley at 209, baby. So hopefully the first of many to come. So I'm excited for that one. I'm really excited. And then uh, I got a couple more bar shows out in San Francisco following that. Uh, the following Tuesday, I'm going to be at uh, Local Brewing Co. at 7 p.m. And then next Wednesday, the following day, I'm going to be at uh, Woodbury, uh, which is also in San Francisco, uh, also at 7 p.m. So just some small bar gigs, and those are going to be very fun. Um, shout out to Robert Hudson. Right, Robo Skills on Instagram, man. He been coming up on the Pokemon world. I see you, man. Just partying out there with Steve Aoki out in Vegas, doing it big. But uh, yeah, man, I appreciate the spot. Also, uh, uh, who else was it? Was it Jimmy? Was it Jimmy that I got that other other gig from? Let me see. I'll fucking find out right. Defuk new, where Defuk. Who the fuck? Who the fuck is that guy? Uh, Pauli, Pauli, Pauli. It's great, great radio. Fucking awesome. Oh my god. Oh my god. What is going on? Yeah, man, Jimmy Menezes. Another comic guy I met. It's also from the two hundred nine. So. Shout out to Jimmy. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So Robert and Jimmy, I really do appreciate you guys. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be like the basis of where my trip is planned around. I got to be back here in Southern California because I have to DJ. DJ a comedy show, which is the week from tomorrow. It'll be on Friday the 30th. And that'll be up in North Hollywood. At, uh, it's a big chilling Uh Big Chillin' Mike, that's usually run an open mic, but they're doing a show. I'm not sure what the show is going to be titled or called, but it's going to be hosted at that location. So if you've been, if you're a comic in L.A., and if you know about that, uh, the Big Chillin' Mike, they're very cool people. Shout out to Roger and shout out to Jonathan. Uh, Roger Smith, Jonathan Hernandez are the homies. And yeah, man, so I got to, I'm being back and forth and doing a lot of stuff. Uh, just had a, a few different dates this last week. Here down in LA, I did a show with Eddie F. and Diaz last Tuesday. That was a very fun one. Shout out to him uh, for putting that together. He put on a, uh, he had a cool little venue, had a good lineup, got a good amount of uh, uh, little ticket sales, put a little intimate show together. I thought that was really fun. Really had a really good job. I also got to DJ that uh, show, so that was cool. I got to do a little bit of everything. And we had a fun-ass time. I was probably out till way too late for on a Tuesday, <laughs> especially considering I had to go to work and I had to be there like 6, 6.30 the next morning. I was hurting. I've been sleep-deprived <laughs> a lot this week. Um, this is like the last week of this contract gig that I got, so I've just been, I don't know, <laughs> doing my thing, living my life. But it's been it's been wearing on me, man, just waking up this early. I'm not a, I'm not a morning person at all. If you guys do not know, I had to take a nap before I did this podcast because I was that tired. Just not getting my full seven, eight hours, man. I'm getting like five 
if I'm lucky, six. <laughs> it's not good. Not good, man. Got to fix my sleeping habits. But I, I don't know. Man, this gig is going to be over. So go back to sleeping in, staying out late. Because there's been a lot of, like, open mics that I haven't hit up just because I don't want to be tired the next day. So I haven't been as on it as I was earlier. But I've been still hitting them up a few times a week. Try to hit a couple a night if I can. So bouncing around. Staying out <laughs> later than I should. It's, what the fuck's new? You know? <laughs> what the fuck is new? So I did this show over there. Also, shout out to um, Troy Douglas. I got to be on this Extra Crispy comedy show last Saturday, which was interesting. Um, that was a fun one. I had an f- interesting day on Saturday, I should say. <laughs> um Man, crazy, watching the basketball game and all that stuff. But uh, So, yeah, that was a long drive. That was all the way out in Placentia, group therapy pub. Fun-ass time, though. And it was always a good hang. I got to hang out with Mario Rodriguez, uh, who he was on this podcast a couple episodes ago. Uh, he was on both shows that I did, that one on Saturday and the one I did last Tuesday. So shout out to Mario, man. That dude's a hoot. That dude's a, <laughs> a character, man. I can't believe we just came and just were talking football scheme for like an hour <laughs> on here. But uh, that's what happens sometimes on the show. Uh, we get a little sidetracked. Mm, it is what it is. So, yeah. We doing it. We doing it. What else happened? Uh, got to jump on the show last Thursday also. Uh, Ryan Radicinovich at the, uh, was throwing that. Ryan the Comedian. It was at the Starducks Club. Or was that Downey? Yeah. Shout out to the bartender. If you know, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be a little too overt there, but Luis Noriega was just all over. It's like, yeah! <laughs> if you know, you know. This is insider baseball. But, uh, that was fun. Got to hang out with a lot more comics, too. I got to, got to see Tim Red there. Shout out to Tim and uh, the Block is Hot podcast. Yo, what up, Los? How you doing, Los? Just doing my podcast right now. But, uh, but yeah, got to see Tim at that show. Uh, he's the one of the co-hosts for the Block is Hot podcast. We just did an episode a couple weeks ago. That was fun. I posted about it on my Instagram page. You can see it all there. Uh, I think it's on Spotify, too. Just look it up. Uh, the Block is Hot. So they're a very, very fun podcast to have. And it, we went like three plus hours talking. We were just going all over the place, talking comedy, talking a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, so that's that's kind of what's up. That's kind of what I've been doing. Also was on another, I think it's Innovative Cultures, the name of the pod, with uh, the homie uh, Tony Grams. Is that what it was? Is that what it was? Da, 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 da. What the fuck? All right, Instagram does not show. Where the hell did it go? I was just talking to somebody here about this shit. Uh, is it in my general inbox? What the fuck? My general messages? Instagram inbox on the computer is not intuitive. Like, what the fuck? What the feezy? What the feezy? Yeah, pretty sure it's. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Oh, well, anyway, Innovative Culture, I'm just going to shout them out. I had a fun time. I'm going to admit I was tired because I did the uh, Black is Hot Pod the day before, and we went deep and late, and I had to drive all the way back home. 
so I wasn't completely 100% paying attention in there. I was not uh, 100% attentive, so to speak. The discussion got away from me. This is deep into like the 90s wrestling scene and history and the ECW and all that stuff, the rival leagues against the WWF, WWE promotion and they kind of lost me a couple times but i was so like i'm a guess i wasn't gonna like butt in and get my two cents in or whatnot i thought we were gonna get into a little more conspiracy theories and some more like fight talk but it got right into like wrestling and they everybody else was a bigger fan shout out to cool ass cam other co-host uh who, who was on the episode i'm gonna have to look back i haven't watched that one yet um they just sent me the link yesterday uh earlier today so I gotta I gotta check that shit out, but it was a it was a pleasure to be on. If you have a pod, I would love to be on yours. Um, I will return the favor, cold. Uh, you you know you know, wholeheartedly do that. Uh, uh, yeah. So I need to get some more more buddies up on here, get them up and up and talking, get it up on wax, and keep it moving. All right. Anything else? I'm doing comedy in the Bay. Did comedy in LA last week, SoCal. Uh, oh yeah, last thing. I got a new comedy show that's coming to the Friend Bar in Silver Lake. We're gonna do our first show August 10th. That's the preliminary date. I'm working on a lineup right now, and I'm excited for it. It's a new location and a new opportunity. So if this one goes well, then we can run it back and start doing it a little more consistently and I can get like uh, some uh, some good lineups together. So that's going to be on the docket. That's going to be on the radar. Um, also, like I said, DJing that, uh, that comedy show next uh, Friday in North Hollywood. So that'll be a fun one. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else up on my dock. See, like typically I have my phone. It's got the, the notes, you know what I'm saying? Got my calendar app. I can just look at that shit, just tell you. But uh, I'm using it as a camera right now. So uh, fucking VJ needs to come home so I can use his shit as a camera. His camera as a camera, uh, you know, as the technology was intended. But we'll, we'll make it work. This is doing it. It's doing it moving. So, yeah. So that's about it for on the comedy front. Let's talk about sports, shall we? Let's fucking do it, man. Um, unfortunately, this team right here. The Phoenix Suns could not get it done in the NBA Finals. And uh, Chris Paul still looking for a ring. Devin Booker is not the first uh, player of Mexican descent to win an NBA Finals MVP. At least not yet. So, so sad. Suns still don't have a championship in their organization's history. But a big congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks. Big congrats to Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez, everybody on that roster. Pat Connaughton played well for them in stretches. But, uh, yeah, man, down 0-2. Bucks came back, won four in a row. I thought that was pretty damn impressive. Um, yeah, it looks like the Suns were just kind of running out of gas, and they're starting to get a little figured out a bit. It was crazy. They kind of changed the strategy a bit in games three and four. The Bucks kind of figured out how to stifle the Suns' offense. And what they decided to do was just to let Devin Booker have his and to, to not help off of the shooters in the corner and overcommit. And so Booker had, uh, to his credit, he had two straight 40-plus 
point performances in games three and four, but his team lost both those games. Now, game four in particular could have gone either way. I mean, game three, you got to kind of give it to Milwaukee. More often than not, a team down 2-0 is going to come out and win that game. Uh, but the game four was like the big, big turning point, I want to say, in this series because that was the game where uh, um, I want to say Giannis got the steal, or excuse me, Drew Holiday got the steal. And Giannis got that dunk to finish it off. Um, let's see. Giannis dunk. Oh, it was a game. No, hold on. Dunk on Chris Paul. No, I think that was game. Was it game five? Da, 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 ba, ba, ba. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> was that game four? Game five. I'm trying to remember the other shit. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it was game four. That was that game four victory. So that was fucking insane. So yeah, Drew Holiday got the steal, came and clamped down on Devin Booker's, helped off of uh, Chris Paul, who was, I don't know, like he, it, do we say he was hurt? Do we say he was injured? Do we say he was worn down? Maybe. Is it a valid excuse? No. Is it an explanation? Possibly. So. He didn't play as well in some of these games, in game three and four in particular. He played better in games game six. Game five was was so so. But uh man. Man, that was a clutch ass play. It was crazy. It's fucking wild. I can't believe I still can't believe he caught that pass. There's maybe like two or three guys in the league who could have caught that that alley oop attempt and slammed it the way he did. And Giannis, man, is just crazy athletic freak but so that was game four game five came and that was a unfortunate turn of events there too like the game four and game five were really close and a couple possessions down the stretch really did them in so game six came and i think it was uh a little more out of hand than maybe the the scoreline would have was showed, but Giannis putting up fifty points in game. Yo, his his stat line this whole NBA Finals was pretty insane, considering the fact that he was coming off that knee injury too, the prior round against the Nets. Yo, Giannis really put the team on his back and got it all done, man. Because, yeah, the man, crazy, crazy, crazy performance. So, congrats to the Bucks. They're out there celebrating Milwaukee. And funny enough, in 2021, the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Milwaukee Bucks are champions. So funny how that works. So congrats to them. Ah, oh, it's sad. We'll see what happens with the Suns because Chris Paul, he's a little older. The rest of the roster is still pretty young. DeAndre Ayton, he started well in the finals in the first game, two games, but they kind of figured out a way to neutralize him in games three, four, and five, and six. I guess the last four games, whatever. It's fucking wild. So Ayton's got to keep working on his game, but we'll see. Chris Paul, I think, has an opt-out clause on his contract, so he might want to test the free agent market. They hear that uh, the Lakers are trying to get him. I hear the Knicks are possibly interested, so... We'll see. He might be able to drive up his market value, at least use them as leverage to kind of get a better contract. Or he might just say, screw it, I'm just going to run it back and just stick with this young squad out in Phoenix. So 
yeah, it was, it was an interesting one. Interesting shit, man. So the Milwaukee Bucks, your NBA champions for the 2020-21 season. Another odd year due to the pandemic. Started off with no fans. Ended up the playoffs with some uh, large capacity crowds indoors. So, yeah, man. Live it up, Milwaukee. Live it the fuck up. Uh, you guys have a crazy good uh, generational talent. And Senor Antetokounmpo. And enjoy it. Enjoy it while you got it, man. Because, uh, yeah, Chris Middleton, he came up very clutch in certain moments. He had certain games where he just did not look like he was in it. And then he had other games where he just looked like he couldn't miss. So that's just kind of the, the give and take that you get from the guy. Still gives you good hustle and good effort on defense and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he came through more often than not this playoffs. And another guy who's kind of the similar way offensively, Drew Holiday. Defense, he's just a hound. He's just going to, you know, outwork you. He's going to force you to go to your second option. He's going to muck up your offense when you're playing against him. But on on hit, when he has the ball on offense, sometimes he's not as consistent of a guy. Jumper can be, you know, hit or miss. And he had a lot of uh, notable misses, but he came up when they needed him. So you got to give him credit, man. And, uh, yeah, that, that Milwaukee team, it just seemed like they were able to kind of finally figure out the best way to utilize their team. And Giannis, what he did defensively was just insane, just locking down inside, getting a lot of blocks, man. <laughs> I think he had like five-plus blocks in game six. He, he had some crazy numbers. He's like the only guy who's won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, uh, what is it? Finals MVP. And like... There was one other thing. There's an all-star game MVP or something like that. It's, it's since like MJ and Hakeem. It's just like that's the list. He had some lists where it's like average 30 and 12 points in the finals. And it's like him and Shaq. <laughs> and that that's it, I think. <laughs> so he's he's got he's in he's in some rare air. In terms of what he did statistically, because my God, he he came in clutch and came came in. He hit his free throws in Game Six too. He was like seventeen for nineteen. So it's like even his Achilles heel, you couldn't really take advantage of. So big big shout out to to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm disappointed that my hometown or my birthplace. I won't say hometown. My hometown's like Stockton, but like my place of birth is Phoenix. So as uh, fortunate they couldn't get it done. I was a little bummed, but. It is what it is, man. Chris Paul, another year. It's going to be 37 next year. We'll see if he's got enough to get him back into playoff contention. It's going to be tough. It's going to be some teams coming back healthier. Uh, Lakers, obviously, are still formidable. The Nuggets at some point are going to get Jamal Murray back. The Nets are going to come back with their big three. And who knows who else, but doesn't matter. Maybe. And Milwaukee's still there. Uh, I mean, the West is going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge. So, so we'll see if they get back there. So, it, uh, yeah, that's your, that's your NBA Finals, man. Still got some basketball to go. We got some Olympics basketball. Uh, we'll see if Team USA uh, can get it together, man. They lost a couple exhibition matchups. One to Nigeria, and then I think I want to say they lost to Australia, too. 
Um, shout out to Gabe Vincent though for a member of the, of the uh, Nigerian basketball uh, program, I guess the, the Olympic team. He is a graduate of St. Mary's High School, which I went to in Stockton. So Rams doing big things out here. So shout out to Gabe Vincent. I want to say he was in my brother's era. I think he was there when my little brother was there. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but Team USA, they look like, I don't know, like they got to get it together. And they're also missing Middleton and they're missing Booker, who are supposed to join the team. Man, that whole Olympics is crazy because they got a lot of COVID issues going on right now. I know Tokyo is under lockdown. The athletes are like under crazy more restrictions than ever before at an Olympic event. So, or crazy, crazy, crazy. Wish them all safety. Wish them all luck. It, it sucks that you can't perform in front of fans because that's it's a big part of it. And it's going to be an interesting Olympics in Tokyo. I know the opening ceremonies, I think, is tomorrow or the day after. They've had a couple different things happen. I know, like, the women's soccer team for the Team USA lost to Sweden in their first matchup, which was a big upset. So we'll see what happens. I know that they're still heavily – they were a heavily favored uh, team coming into the Olympics. So we'll see if they can get it together, man. We got some new Olympic games, too. Baseball's back because Japan wanted it. Uh, no, they got, like, surfing now. They got three-on-three basketball. I don't even know who's on the men's team. How you even be selected to that? Um, so, yeah, that's happening. Let's see. So, yeah, that's all, I guess, on the basketball front. Oh, I do got to mention this whole story. If you haven't read into this, it's a lot of drama. This whole issue with Rachel Nichols commenting on Maria Taylor. And... Uh, there was this like big article coming off about like a rift that happened last year. Uh, apparently, Rachel Nichols was upset because Maria Taylor got the anchor job for the NBA, like the NBA countdown and that whole programming block on ESPN. Apparently, she was offered to to do that, to have that role, have that position. I know she's like the host of the, the daily NBA show, The Jump, typically. And apparently, she got passed over and she was really upset about that. And she started kind of going after Maria Taylor or, like, saying that she was maybe not as legitimate a candidate. I think she said she referred to her as, like, a affirmative action hire or something similar to that because Maria Taylor is a black female. Rachel Nichols is a white female. So uh, she said the company was kind of trying to placate the whole wokeness movement that was happening last year, which might not be totally untrue but also came come off as very selfish and mean and so uh yeah apparently this happened um i think she rachel was probably i cannot remember the exact details so you're gonna you guys are gonna have to look this up but it was had something to do with her saying it to somebody else in the company and then that company leaking out i can't remember or it was like a was it an audio clip or something I think I want to say that there was like a privacy issue too that happened where something of her going off leaked it out there and then that picked up steam and that kind of got all crazy. So yeah, <laughs> shit's wild, man. Shit be wild. Mm. <laughs> wild times. 
But, uh, so yeah, Rachel Nichols got taken off of, of uh, coverage as the sideline reporter. Uh, she was supposed to be sideline reporter for the finals. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she got replaced. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Oh, she got replaced by Malika Andrews, who's another black female. So it's like, hey, oh, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's uh, that was a, that was a fucking spicy story, man. I don't know if y'all got into that shit. That shit was a little crazy. All righty. What else we got? Oh, yeah. A little baseball talk. Teams in California are killing it. Except the Angels, but the Angels apparently have like the most exciting player in baseball right now in Shohei Otani. Uh, shout out to the Giants, first team to 60 wins. Uh, I know A's competing right there. I know. Uh, let's take a look at the the baseball standings. Let's go MLB standings. Boo, boo, boo. Let's check it out. All right. In the American League, we got uh, Red Sox, half game up on the Rays. In the Central, we got the Sox, nine games up on the Indians. Okay. Okay. All right. And the West, A's are three games back. Uh, um, I don't want to say they are the second wild card team right now, it looks like. Looks like that. Ooh, Angels 10 out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That is good. Um, let's go to the National League. And it is in the East. We got the Mets with the four-game lead on the Braves. The Brew Crew, Milwaukee, oh, six and a half up on Cincinnati. And in the West, this is competitive ass. Damn, division. This is freaking it's crazy. Giants got 60 wins. Dodgers got 59 wins. They're two games back. They got more losses. And Padres got 57 wins. They're five games back first right now. Um, but they would be leading the other two divisions if they happened to be playing in them. So. Hey, Brew Crew only got 56. The Mets only got 50. So the East looks like it's probably going to be the easiest. The team with the least amount of wins to get, make it. Dude, the NL West might get three teams in this year. I think it's possible. Right now, that's how it's looking. It's looking like it's probably going to be it. But, yeah, man, it's crazy. So I got to talk about Shohei Otani. This dude had an all-star game for the ages. Just based off of everything I, this dude could do. Throwing upper 90s on the mound. He pitched as a starter. He also played DH. Um, don't think he got any hits. I think he was 0 for 2. I know he was 0 for 1. 1 at bat, I saw. The day before, the dude also participated in the Home Run Derby. And even though he didn't win, he did put on have some good moments there, man. He hit this. He was he started off super cold in the first round and then just hit like like 10, 15 in a row or something crazy to Taiwan Soto in his matchup that he had. They went to a playoff. They both hit the same amount of home runs. They went into sudden death swing off. Uh, Soto hits three home runs and three swings. And Otani, like, flight out on the first pit, their first attempt, first swing. So he didn't advance. But uh, I want to say Pete Alonso ended up winning the whole shebang, shebang. That dude was hyped up to be there so shout out to him but otani man that's freaking crazy he's the first guy to ever pitch and bat <laughs> in the all-star game at the same time he was the starting pitcher and the leadoff hitter that is is insane that is pretty crazy man 
Dude's fast too. He's got some wheels. For a pitcher, man. Crazy shit. Mm. Yeah, man. You know, baseball's in a in an alright spot right now. It's uh still a sport, it's kind of like in a weird position because it wasn't as it's not as prestigious as it used to be decades ago, but it's st- if you're like a fan of sports, there's there's been some good storylines and stuff happening. Like uh, pretty consistently. So yeah, one thing that's been happening controversially is this whole incident with Trevor Bauer. I know there was like a domestic uh um uh assault accusation, I wanna say, for the guy. And not the best. <laughs> not the best situation here. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. People are saying they should cut him, the Dodgers. And it's not looking good. There was like uh, some alleged text messages, and it's not uh, not a good situation here. So uh, he's been placed on uh, leave as they're uh, investigating the whole situation. There were some people who were like really upset because they didn't put him on uh, uh, leave earlier as soon as the announcement was made. I guess he was a temporary restraining order was put on him. So a woman told police in Pasadena she was raped and assaulted by him earlier in the season. Um, so yeah, it's just allegations right now. Crazy, man. So it's dispute allegations. Uh-uh-uh. Crazy. So yeah, these are all allegations at the moment. So if, I mean, if it happened, he's gonna get punished by law, and he's gonna get punished by MLB. If it doesn't, then we'll see. So right now, the Dodgers, without him in their rotation, have kind of been faltering a little bit with their starting pitchers. So. <laughs> the Dodgers, I know, are part, particularly in a pecu- peculiar place right now. Because they just signed the guy to a three-year, $102 million contract. $40 million guaranteed. Highest played player in baseball this year. So right now he's under administrative leave. He's getting paid. But if he gets suspended, then he's not going to get paid. So it's like, is that... Another motivational factor for them to not distance themselves as much. Hmm. So, crazy stuff, man. We'll see how that shakes out. I know this all kind of blew up about three weeks ago. It's been going wild. But, yeah, there's other competitions, other sports be happening out there. And the world of uh, soccer, world football. Had a couple international tournaments that came and went. I got to give congratulations to Lino Messi and the uh, Biceleste, uh, the Argentina national team, for winning the Copa America. And this is Messi's first triumph with Argentina. So it's the first cup he was able to bring home. He made the World Cup final a couple of World Cups ago, and the clock was ticking on him to see if he was going to be able to do it. But the man got it done. I know people in Argentina were very stoked, very hyped. He's been much maligned by them. 
at times. I love to compare him with Mar Maradona, and Maradona came up clutch a lot of times for Argentina in competition internationally. Messi has come up clutch many times as well, and he's put up prolific numbers, but he didn't have the hardware. And so people, you know, they, they, they'd been tough on him. But uh, he gets that win. And then uh, the Euros, man, that was some crazy shit. There was some 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 interesting matchups that happened. Ended up shaking out to be Italy versus England in the final in Wembley Stadium in London. So England had a distinct home field advantage, uh, which a lot of the English fans honestly kind of fucking abused, <laughs> literally and figuratively. I mean, they beat the shit out of some of the Italian fans that were coming in as they were coming into the stadium and as they were leaving the stadium. They were setting off fireworks illegally. Um, they rushed the gate and just, like, uh, overmaxed the capacity. Um, and a couple of the entrances that they had, there was, like, fights breaking out in, like, London. It was, yeah, it was fucking chaotic. So there was, uh, oh, yeah. And as a result of what happened in the game, there ended up being, like, um, racial abuse on their own English players by the English fans. It's like, come on, man. So... England scores two minutes into the into the uh, the matchup. Luke Shaw slots one home off a cross, and they're basically playing defense and playing defensive the whole rest of the the, the match. Italy they start to get things rolling later in the match. I want to say it was a Chiesa that scored for them. Can't remember who scored. They they tie tie things up, get into extra time. Nobody's able to do anything in extra time. Right before that finishes. Gareth Southgate, Southgate, the manager for England, puts in three subs. There were offensive players that he wanted to take the PKs. So I think it was Marcus Rashford for Man U, Jaden Sancho, who plays at Dortmund, and he brought in uh, uh, Bakayoko Saka, who's on Arsenal, who's like 19 years old. And they end up like having the lineup where Saka is going last. And the PK situation was kind of hectic. There was a lot of misses, a couple saves from Donnarumma, some saves from uh, Pickford uh, for England. But then it came down to, I want to say it was like Rashford, Sancho, and Saka at the end. And all three of them failed to convert the penalties, and Italy ended up winning it all. And so the fans, because all three of those players are black, went crazy racist against them online. Uh, so there was they were getting a lot of racial abuse and like there were people calling trying to call them out, be like, yo, I thought you, you guys are supposed to be supporters. You guys are like, why would they want to miss for the country that they're representing? Like it doesn't make any sense. So stupid. So um, yeah, man. Like there's still <laughs> still a lot of fucking issues in the in the world of uh, football over in Europe because that shit is uh, it's not cool, man. And uh, we've talked about this many times on other situations. But uh, it's just sad that it's just reared its ugly head again. And, like, this just kind of goes to show you, like, the people like, in these live sporting events just don't know how to act right now. There was a lot of incidents in the NBA playoffs that was going on. In baseball, there was some dude who threw uh, at a Yankees-Red Sox game. There was a fan, a, a Yankee fan, who threw a, a baseball at uh, Alex Verdugo out in left field. They hit him in the back and shit, and he ended up getting ejected. But and apparently banned for life from uh, going to MLB games. But, like... You know, damage is already done with that shit. So, that's crazy. Wild shit, man. All right, I'll keep it moving. Uh, go on to the world of MMA and fight sports. 
Got to talk about the big matchup that happened a couple weeks ago. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Lot of shit talking was going down. And it was kind of crazy how it ended up finishing. Conor breaking his leg right at the end of the first round. About 10 seconds left, just snapping it off a bad uh, step. Apparently, he had some possible fractures coming into the fight. Might have damaged it, throwing a lot of the leg kicks that he did early in that first round against Dustin. Uh, he might have done. Dustin pointed at him a couple times, and he says that he thinks it was one of those times where he got to check it. I know he checked it with his elbow at one point. Uh, he's throwing a kick to his side, and he might have. I don't know. Could have uh, messed up one of those small fractures that was in there, if there was fractures by chance. But regardless, they had to stop it due to injury. Wasn't able to go to the second round, and Poirier ended up getting that W, and it looks like he's going to fight uh, Charles Oliveira for the title at 155 of the UFC. And it's kind of that ending you don't necessarily want, but it's like, man, it was wild. Dude, he was, they were talking. Dude, he, he's got a broken leg in the middle of the freaking octagon. He's still talking shit to Poirier, like some like really borderline inappropriate shit. Doing like death threats and stuff like that on like Twitter, having to delete tweets and shit. Like, yo, Connor, you'd be doing too much, man. Like, they, the last matchup he had in the rematch, the second time they fought earlier this year, they were real respectful with each other. Wasn't really talking that much crap. But the, this time around, Connor came out like, you know, real personal hatred and talking about how he's going to leave in a stretcher. And he ended up being the one left in a stretcher. Um, even after the fight, though, Joe Rogan over there sitting next to him, interviewing him and stuff, and saying that he's like, your wife's in my DMs, and or I know where you sleep, and I'm going to come after you, or, you know, these veiled threats and shit like that. It's like, man, did a freaking uh, Poirier had a funny moment, too, when, like, the crowd started booing him at the beginning. He's like, man, if you're booing me, you can kiss my whole asshole and start talking shit. And he's like, I don't give a fuck, like... Uh, I did my thing. He's a piece of shit, <laughs> and I won. And that's kind of the end of it. <laughs> but that was a that was a fun that was a fun card though. There was there was a lot of shit happening on that card. Yeah, Connor would be wilding like a motherfucker, man. Mm. So Connor hasn't got a. Oh, I mean, he's got one victory in the UFC in like the last four or five years. It's something crazy. Something wild. He's only he only beat uh Cowboy Cerrone. And it's cause he lost to Poirier twice now. He's lost to Khabib. And I wanna say that's it. I think that's all he's had. And then he won against um Cowboy Cerrone. Fucking crazy, man. He's fucking wild, man. Wild shit. So we'll see what happens with Poirier. I think he's gonna get that title shot. We'll uh that should be an interesting matchup. But Poirier's looking like he's just in his prime right now. He's in his he's doing his thing. I don't know. <laughs> he coming out with hot sauces and shit. Making money away from uh away from the, the octagon. Oh, one of the funniest things that happened is uh <laughs> Logan Paul made a chain. Was it yeah, Logan Paul made a chain of Connor. When he got knocked out by Dustin the first time, where he's like up against the cage, like, 
<laughs> passed out. <laughs> and uh, in his hand, he made him have a, a cup of lean. And so he called it like NyQuil Corner. <laughs> he made a chain out of it. <laughs> and the chain had like a shit ton of uh, diamonds in it. And after the fight, he, he gave the chain to Dustin Poirier. And so Poirier got it, posted it on his Instagram page, and he ended up, I think, auctioning it off for charity, for his uh, for his charity for kids down in Louisiana and shit. But that shit was looking hilarious, man. He's <laughs> like Sleepy McGregor, the Sleepy McGregor chain. <laughs> the shit talking was crazy this time around. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't even think about who else is on that card. Hold on a second. That was that was fucking funny. Um oh Ty Tuivasa got a win over Greg Hardy. That was fucking insane. Um <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Uh, fight schedule. Alright. Oh shit. Oh yeah, Islam Makashev won last last uh, last week. Didn't get a chance to see it. Um, oh yeah, Gilbert Burns, Durinho beat Stephen Wonderboy Thompson uh, by decision. That was back and forth. I think that's the right call. Sucks for Wonderboy, man. He's gonna. I don't know what he's gonna be able to do now. Uh, Arena Aldana, another Mexicana. Shout out to her. She got a W over Yannick Kunitskaya. Oh yeah, Sean O'Malley, man. That was that was crazy. <laughs> beating the shit out of this Chris Matinho guy and this dude who's just not fall man taking so many punches to the face <laughs> you gotta give it up to Chris Matinho man but like fucking A he was uh, signed there at the UFC like within like under two weeks notice maybe under a week's notice yeah because his opponent got dropped out so I mean that's pretty wild but Sean O'Malley you gotta definitely fight some guy that's somewhat considered a good prospect but yeah, Los, you saw that shit. You saw the shoey, man. Tai Tuivasa, if you don't know, he's uh, Bam Bam, man. That guy is, uh, um, or is he, Australia? Via, Samoan via Australia? Something like that. And he, he uh, some dude tossed him the shoe. He poured out the beer and just drank the shoey right there in the octagon, man. That was an epic moment. <laughs> I love that shit. That's his thing. That's what he'd be doing. But, uh, yo, he got a crazy knockout. Greg Hardy and him were, like, going at it. Hardy clipped him one time, and Tuvasa was, like, freaking stumbling a second. So Hardy, like, rushed him and tried to get the knockout and and knock his head off. And so he's, like, trying to land on some punches. And Tuvasa's just in the pocket, too, and just pow, pow, pow. And he's throwing a couple nasty over overhand rights and just clipped him so hard <laughs> uh, got him to drop and then uh yeah that shit was that was wild it, like, it happened quick too it was just like bang 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 and uh he came back stunned him and then they finished the fight off man oh man <laughs> yeah hardy went down hard too man so shout out to bam bam i'm a, he's a he's a fan favorite <laughs> he's obviously got the He's got like the the prototypical like uh, Polynesian guy build, <laughs> you know, very round, rotund kind of uh, frame. He's got the crazy tattoos. He got the Maori looking like tattoos or the Polynesian looking tattoos, the stick and poke from like the his belly button like down to like his knees. And like if you know anything about stick and poke, man, that shit is intense. Yo, 
He was telling a story on a podcast about how he got this tattoos because he got it on his butt cheeks too. Like they go in the ass crack, like t- stick and poke. <laughs> I'm like, yo, and you just gotta take it. So <laughs> shout out to Tattoo Ivasa, man. That guy's a that's a wild card. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he t- talked about it before on a couple shows, but uh, yeah, the shoey man. Shout out to the shoey. Be doing it. All right, what else? What else we got here? Bang! UFC shit. Talked about that. Oh yeah, we'll talk about some boxing news, man. Uh, these heavyweights, man, they gotta get down. We gotta get some more of these heavyweight actions. We, you know who I'm talking about? The top, top three, top four guys, top five guys. Gotta get into the mix, and for the whole. Last half year was all the talk about Anthony Joshua fighting Tyson Fury. They were in negotiations for the longest. Finally, Deontay Wilder steps in and goes like, hey, man, I have a a rematch clause in the contract. You got to fight me or or you got to pay me. And from the looks of it, it had sounded like they had come to some kind of agreement about a payment so he could step aside and let Joshua fight. But in the last couple months, apparently that's not happened. And... All the way to the point where they actually had scheduled a fight between uh, Fury and Wilder, the third fight. And they had a press conference and everything. It was supposed to go down. Uh, However, Tyson Fury has tested positive for the coronavirus again. Another person who got, uh, I want to say he got vaccinated. And yeah, man. Still doesn't. Fully protected him, I guess. So they had to reschedule the fight, and I think they're going to postpone it um, to later in the year. But that sucks because that just holds up this whole dream matchup that we want to get with Joshua and him. So Joshua, as a result, has now scheduled another fight. I think he's fighting Alexander Usyk, who's going to fight him in London. He's a big guy from Ukraine. September 25th, that's that's when that fight's happening in about two months. So... Usyk, if you don't know, he was the cruiserweight, which is the division right under heavyweight. He was that champion, had all those belts, and so he's moved up in the last, like, two years. And he's been uh, working his way through some uh, some quality opponents. So he's he's got a belt, I want to say, also, too. The belt system in boxing is so damn complicated, I'm not even going to explain what type of belt he's got because there's, like, there's, like, the normal champ. There's, like, a, a, like a regular champ. I, I don't know and then there's like uh sometimes interim belts so it's like there's so there's so many different titles that yeah people drop and pick up all the time and people avoid the other people and stuff so yeah so that's uh that's kind of what's in the mix right now in the boxing world for the heavyweights uh, so yeah los beverly bringing up andy ruiz jr i'm um, excited to see who he ends up fighting in the near future he's uh out there training with Canelo Alvarez and uh, that whole crew out there. Uh, he got a victory his last time out with this uh, that, that Areola guy, which was a freaking tough fight for him, man. He didn't look as impressive. Areola dude looked uh, like he was in the best shape of his life, and uh, <laughs> he also had a very fun post-fight interview, so shout out to Chris Areola. Um, but, yeah, man, rooting for you, Andy Ruiz. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's pick it up. Let's get it. Let's keep keep working. Keep working, man. Uh, keep working with that shit. Um, 
Jamil Charlo had a weird decision that happened recently. I know he was fighting this uh, Canellis, a guy. What was this? Jamil Charlo. Uh, Who did he just fight? Jesus Christ. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, he fought this Montiel guy. Is that right? Six nine. Nope, nope. I can never know which fucking Charlo brother is. Jermel, Jermel, Jermel. Jermel's the one that just fought. Damn, Sonny. Oh yeah, Castaño guy. That's who we fought. I watched the highlights of this shit. Yeah, Brian Carlos Costaño. He just fought him uh, on the 17th, five days ago. Yeah, the Charlo dude, it looked like he probably should have deserved an L, but again, it ended up coming away with uh, a draw. So he got lucky with that shit. You know how the politics and boxing work. They're crazy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, man. That's uh, So Charlo's been getting called out by a lot of different people. Uh, you know, Terrence Crawford was talking shit about him online. There's because there's like a lot of dudes in um, the 140s, 150s that are like champions and got belts, but they're not fighting each other right now. So I know Tank Davis is another guy too. I think he's got 145 pound belts. Um, but yeah, apparently Terrence Crawford is supposed to be fighting uh, Sean Porter, something like that. Let's see, Terrence Crawford. Uh, 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 next fight. Let's go here. Yeah, Sean Porter. That's who he's supposed to fight next. I like Sean Porter as a fighter, too. Crawford might be on another level, though. Porter be talking. He be talking, though. <laughs> he's a good analyst. I like him. Uh, For Fox. So yeah, the WBO, I guess, ordered a a matchup, but see, like, these organizations have, like, some power, but at the time, sometimes the boxers just, like, fuck off, and they can't really do anything. They're like, okay, well, we just want your belt. We're like, I don't want your belt. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever, we'll give it to somebody else. And then, like, they just fucking go on their way. (laughs) So it's weird. That shit, that part of it's weird. Weird shit. Um... Oh, before we end up talking about finishing the fight news, um, shout out to Nick Diaz, big brother. Big brother Nick's getting a fight. He's going to fight Robbie Lawler in the rematch, the second one. So, yeah, it's a matchup straight out of like 2006, but we're doing it, man. Fuck yeah. Excited to see Nate uh, be in this corner. Nick hasn't fought in forever, man, since they had that matchup with... uh, who is he fighting? Anderson Silva, man. Oh, who speak of the devil. Anderson Silva just fought uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And, yeah, got the W, man. <laughs> Looking crazy. Now he's in talks uh, oh, with Logan Paul. I think that's what's going to be the next one. Logan Paul versus Anderson Silva. That's the next matchup. Do so many of these crazy celebrity boxing matchups. I know uh, Oscar De La Hoya is going to be fighting Vitor Belfort <laughs> in a legit boxing match, and they're going to do it in Staples, I want to say. It got sanctioned. 
It's no longer an exhibition, so it's going to be a legit matchup. I I got root for Oscar in this one, but like, man, Oscar been wilding. <laughs> Oscar been doing a lot of crazy shit. Showing up like messed up at a whose fight was that? The Holyfield or not Holyfield? Uh, the Tyson uh, Roy Jones Jr. fight. Whoo, man. He said, fuck this exhibition BS. <laughs> I'm going for real. Alrighty. Let's see, Vitor's 44. Oscar's 48, man. Mmm. <laughs> so, yeah, he was trying to fight George St. Pierre, but apparently Dana White said nah. Um, so, Dana White and the UFC, they still have contracts for all these guys, and a lot of times they won't let them released. So, they got to be released like because of their bad performance. And they kind of hold it over them for all this other, like, shit that they would otherwise would be able to do. It's kind of crazy. So uh, <laughs> we'll see them if they let, let them do all the supplements they want to do or if they uh, <laughs> drug test them. I hope they don't drug test them, man. We're going to see, like, old school Vitor, old school Oscar, old man out there. Celebrity fights, man. Got the Tyron Woodley and... Uh, Jake Paul matchup, right? Is that right? Is Logan Paul? No, Jake Paul. Was it? Which one? I forget. Who's fucking Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, right? It's... Yeah, it's Jake versus Tyron. Yeah, Jake was the one who uh, had the chain. Dude, Woodley, you got a chance to shut him up, man. They've been talking mad shit in. Uh, Apparently they bet each other like the loser's gonna get the other guy tattooed's uh, name on him. Crazy man, <laughs> yo, we're getting tattoos, of other dudes' names that you fucking lost to in the ring. That's gotta be embarrassing. I would never agree to that shit, but yeah, I'm not a fighter either. So hey, I don't think I'd agree to getting punched in the face for a living, but some people do it, man. Thank you <laughs> for our entertainment. You deserve all the money you can get, man. Pay pay the fighters, Dana. Pay them. All right. What else? What else we got? A couple of the news headlines. Um, oh, yeah. Like we're saying, Olympics not off to a strong start, man. I was reading an article today. Fucking wild. The Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony director got ousted. He got fired, I want to say yesterday, because apparently people went online and were able to find an old clip of him doing comedy. And apparently he made a joke about the Holocaust that didn't go over so well. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> he got fired because of it. He made some Holocaust joke that was kind of insensitive, I guess. The joke was made in 1998, though. So how much leeway do we give people to, like, grow up and become different? Especially if they're attempting an art form that's, like like comedy which is difficult like you have to put yourself out there a bit to know where the limits are it's it's a difficult uh way to express yourself because you can come off as a horrible person if you don't do it correctly but it's all about the practice and the repetition so as a comic i'm like part of me is just like i feel bad for the guy for that shit but this, you know i don't know culture's different in japan too so I don't know, man. Crazy shit. Wild stuff. But yeah, that guy got fired. There was a 
Damn, there was some other some. There's like three or four people who got fired. Hold on, let me let me Google this shit. Uh uh uh, search. Yeah, it was it was wild. Yeah. Uh uh. AP News. Let's go right here. Boom boom boom. Yeah, Kintaro Kobayashi. The guy that guy got dismissed. All righty. Uh uh uh. What else is happening? So, yeah, so they even had the opening ceremony yet. This guy got canned. Earlier this week, here we go. Composer Kaigo Oyamada, whose music was to be used at the ceremony, was forced to resign because of past bullying of his classmates, which he boasted about in magazine interviews. The segment of his music will not be used. <laughs> Yo, man, this guy was bullying people back in the day, and they they fired him because of that. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, this Kobayashi guy, the video, I guess, was released. Any person, no matter how creative, is now the right to mock the victims of the Nazi genocide. Says Rabbi. All right, yeah, okay, all right. What did he say? Uh, popular comedy duo, The Ramens, and known overseas is a comedy series including the Japanese tradition. Ba -ba -ba. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So they're firing a lot of people and shit like that. What else happened? I think there was bribery claims, pandemic. Yeah, a lot of shit been happening for these these uh, Tokyo pandemic Olympics. What is this? Any other news? Any other news? Deepest apologies. Yada yada. All right. Yep. Jewish people mad. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Riveting, riveting podcast material here, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. This other guy, the former president of the organizing committee, Yoshiro Mori, also resigned earlier this year after making sexist remarks about women. <laughs> Apparently, uh, yo, that's that's what it was. I was reading about this one. So he he said that women who are in business meetings speak too much. <laughs> yo, bro, yo, chill with that shit. Like that one, I can understand. Like, yo, man, you need to go for sure. <laughs> Fucking crazy. What's going on in Japan, man? What's happening out there? Crazy shit. Alrighty, what else we got? Got a couple more topics in call today. Yeah, uh, this is a tricky one too. Speaking of comics, controversial comics. Uh, Bill Cosby got released from jail. <laughs> yeah, on a technicality. This guy not a good person by all accounts now that we know, and not somebody who I'm excited is being released from prison. Uh, however, if you read actually what happened, you can understand how they made the decision to release him because the evidence they used against him in this particular court proceeding, it had been provided by him under the guise that he would not be charged in, because he had a prior agreement with a former district attorney. Now, what the fuck that district attorney was doing to get him to cooperate by doing so that should be questioned for sure but 
They should have just dismissed that. If I don't know, it's complicated. It's fucking. It's stupid. Stupid legal shit happened, and his fool's out. It's <laughs> fucking crazy, man. So watch your drinks, ladies. Watch your fucking drinks. Um, I'm interested to see if there's gonna be any more cases that get actually through the legal system because I know a lot of uh, statute limitations stuff is maybe coming gone depending on which uh, districts he's in and shit like that. But fuck, man, fucking crazy. He got released. He's a free man now. Shit is wild. Stupid. Stupid crazy shit. Um, but yeah, they uh, they basically used evidence that they shouldn't have used to convict him. And now we're here. Now we're fucking here. So, it is what it is. Is what it is. So, God be a free man. I don't know what to say about it at the time. We'll, we'll talk back later. Uh, let's see. COVID is happening again, guys. Be careful. Uh, Delta variants and other variants are happening. So, yeah, this sucks. This fucking sucks. We got to deal with it. So, uh, I would suggest to get vaccinated because even if you do get it, the likelihood of you suffering from it are less and whatnot. And people who aren't vaccinated are now tripping over all these new regulations and shit that are coming back up again. So, Hey man, it is what it is. I want to go hang. I want to travel with other people, and so I'm, I'm, I got it. But you know, if you want to put yourself at risk, that's that's on you. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know what to think anymore, man. This is it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's been a lot. It's crazy. It's like I've been trying to think of this joke. It's like asking people to put masks back on after we haven't done it is like equivalent to having sex with somebody the first time, going in raw, finishing, and then going for round two, and but demanding that a condom be put on. It's like, didn't we already go over this? Like, didn't we go through this already, you know? Like, what changed? What's going on? <laughs> you know <laughs> oh man so like i thought we already had protection going here i thought we already recovered this we were exposed shit happens i don't know <laughs> i don't know i gotta work on it i gotta tag that shit up carry some punchlines it's a premise it's a thought right now probably not gonna perform that at my next comedy show but hey uh so yeah, I would say get the, the vaccine, but you do you. You do fucking you. So I'm I'm gonna go do my own shit. I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna go back to regular life as much as I can. So hey now. <laughs> yeah, LA back under I guess lockdown. It's weird because like even the people who work at places they're kind of like over it. They're just like, if you need to wear masks, like most people wear masks. But if there's one or two people who just like you know walk around without it, they're not gonna be confrontational as much i i feel like i don't know i haven't been to grocery stores like that and since they put the regulation back on this last weekend but um i saw that uh sofi stadium they had their first event a big concert i know cascade was there i know dead mouse opened for him and i know dombreski opened for all of, all of them i think he was the opener opener so i think i want to say dombreski's the first artist to perform in sofi stadium but i'm not 100 percent sure on that i know dead mouse i was talking to my roommate alan about it i know dead mouse had said 
on Twitter. It was like, or he said at a concert prior, like on the mic, it was like, yeah, well, looks like I'm going to be the first one, not Cascade, ha, ha, ha. But I think Dombreski actually was the first one opening up for both of them. Uh, according to his Instagram page, he was labeled as Artist One on the lineup. So I'm assuming they Artist One goes before Artist Two, which I'm assuming was Dead Mouse and then Cascade. So, yeah, that happened. So I get they got that shit under the buzzer, I guess, because that football stadium's indoors, and it happened Saturday. So Saturday midnight was the last they could do without having masks. I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. Shit's been crazy. I don't know how it is in other places. I honestly don't know if like the mask mandates back on in San Francisco and other places. I think just LA County. I think just LA. It's been the numbers been spiking out here. So I've been wearing a mask a little bit more and when I'm indoors at a at my job for sure. Yeah, I guess it's not hundred percent necessary, but I know there was a couple people at like the place that I was working with that got it in like different departments in different areas. That uh I'm not even sure who they are. But anytime I was like walking in kind of the, the prox- somewhat of a proximity to that spot of the of my job site, I was just rocking the mask for the last couple of weeks. So it's uh, it's been wild. It's been a wild ride and we're still going, but we doing it. Man, I wanted to do a DJ stream tonight, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just getting pretty late. I still got to pack my shit. Got to get up uh, and go up to San Francisco. So I will be. In the Bay Area, I'll be Northern California for the next few days. I'm going to be kicking it up there with some friends of mine. I got some comedy dates that you might have seen on my Instagram. Like I mentioned, Lathrop. Um, where are we at? What's the name of the venue? It is called... Da, 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 da. Let's look at my profile. Let's look at the profile. Look at my profile. The Boathouse at River Islands in Lathrop. Tickets are $25 at the door. And then I got two bar shows in San Francisco. Both of these, uh, no cover. First one's going to be at Local Brewing Company in San Francisco on Tuesday the 27th at 7 p.m. And then the following day, I will be at uh, Woodbury. I'll be at that bar also in San Francisco on the 28th. And that's pretty much it. I'll be back in LA on the 30th, be DJing that comedy show up in northern North uh, North Hollywood area. So come on through. Uh should be a very fun one as well. <coughs> Trying to think what else is happening, what else is on my docket, what else do I have going on? That's all the comedy dates, so I'll be up in the bay. We'll be hanging out. I'm gonna go kick it with my homie Supreme Kai. What up, VJ? Um I know he's gonna come out. I'm gonna try kick it. I'm gonna kick it with my boy uh, Frank, uh, Frank from Mars on Instagram. The homie Frank Gallardo, what's up? Gallardo, what's up? And we'll see. We'll see. I might run across Coach Kitty Cat. I think she's where she's been busy, but there's a possibility if I'll tag up with her because I'm gonna see her the next weekend. We're gonna be down at Hard Summer partying it up and having a good time out there at NASA Event Center. And who else? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, the homegirl, Spinorita, is up there in the Bay. She's been up there for about a month now. I think she might stop by the comedy show on Tuesday or Wednesday. So, might hang out. Have a good one. 
she's a lovely human being and i have a good time every time we kick it so so yeah i'm excited see some some uh some friends see some family and yeah if you're up in the bay if you're hearing this right now come on out come support come support live comedy man we had some fun ass shows last time i was up there once again thank you to uh jimmy menezes and uh robert hudson for getting me those spots i will try to do you a favor in return when y'all come out here to uh, southern california or if i get me a possible room up in norcal talking with my uncle there's a chance that i could uh meet with some people who uh got some restaurants up in sacramento area so i run a comedy show up in sac maybe once a month i don't know i don't know i'm just putting it out there just throwing it out in the ether but uh but yeah silver lake lounge august 10th no excuse me not silver lake lounge the friend bar in silver lake august 10th that'll be the next comedy show that we'll be hosting and producing all on our our end that'll be vj and myself uh that'll be puro caballero and supreme kai the dynamic duo will be putting it together it should be a fucking fun one man friend bar if you don't know is uh uh one of the partners is the mike b the la staple in the dj community so so yeah uh be cool to see him be cool if you came out so shout out to the mike b i've I've, before i even knew a name to a face i would see him at djing so many different events and stuff so he's cool he's a um but yeah, we got to go celebrate DJ Morse Code's birthday out there. And one thing led to another. Started talking to some people who work there. And yeah, we're getting this together, man. So I'm excited for that. It's a cool little spot. It's going to be a nice little intimate crowd. And it'll be exciting, man. So if we have some good shows there, get some good turnout, then we can turn it into a regular thing. So that's the plan. So August 10th, that'll be the next one there. So, uh, yeah, this has been uh, the Puro Caballero Show, episode number 95. We are slowly ticking down to the triple digits, baby. We getting there. We getting there. Uh, We are right now live on Twitch. Uh, We are available on YouTube as well. Just type in the Puro Caballero Show. Links all available on my link tree via my Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Puro Caballero. That's P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. All you gringos, and yeah, I'm on Instagram. All the links are there. You can see more of my comedy dates and and whatnot. And I'm gonna try to get some more clips for you guys, hopefully from this show on Saturday. I'm excited to go see Hot Society Two with Frankie on Friday, tomorrow, and maybe 12 hours. It's gonna happen. We doing it. All right, everybody. Take care. I'll catch you next time. Later. Yee.